It is 4.30 and it looks like we have everyone that we're going to have. So I will call to order the Finance Committee meeting of Monday, February 7th, 2022 and ask Dave to please call the roll. Council President Abbas. Present. Alder Carter. Present. Alder Verveer. Here. Alder Furman. Present. Alder Curry. Here. Uh, Alder Figueroa Cole is absent. Mary of Quorum. Thank you. And I realize that I asked for this inconsistently, but can we have the meeting instructions, please? All right, welcome to our virtual meeting. If you lose connection at any point during the meeting, you can reconnect by clicking the link or calling the number in your original email. Members of the committee, if you're able, please activate your video and keep it on for the duration of the meeting. Staff, if you're able, please activate your video when you're speaking. In this meeting, panelists have the ability to mute and unmute themselves. Panelists also have the ability to add pronouns after their names if they choose. Please do not alter the current naming convention, simply add text after your name. Please use the raise hand feature when you'd like to be recognized to speak, ask questions, or request a roll call vote. Staff, please use the raise hand feature when you're asked a question. The chair will do their best to call on committee members in the order in which hands are raised. Lowering your hand will take you out of the queue. Members of the public who have reg registered to speak, the name you entered in Zoom must match the name you entered in registration. You will remain muted until called upon. Staff will tell you when your time is up. After speaking, a member of the body may ask you a question. If you need to share documentation with the committee, please send it to the email listed on today's agenda. Here, floor is yours. Thank you. We have no general public comment today. So are there any disclosures or recusals from members of the body on today's agenda? Seeing none, we'll move to the consent agenda. I'll note that we have, um, well, let me go in order. On item two, just a note that the recommendation is to place on file without prejudice. On item five, we have two registrants available to answer questions. On item eight, we have a number of registrants not wishing. Oh, we have one registrant wishing to speak on item eight, so we will exclude that. And we will exclude item nine for a quick report from staff. Are there any additional exclusions from the consent agenda? Seeing none, then we will exclude items eight and nine from the consent agenda. Uh, Alder Abbas, a motion, please. Move motion to adopt. Is there a second? Second to adopt. Thank you. All right, the consent agenda is moved and seconded. Is there any objection to recording a unanimous vote in favor of those items with their recommendations as indicated on the agenda? Seeing no objection, we'll record that unanimous vote. And that will take us to item eight, which is Legistar 69481. Authorizing the acceptance of a USDOJ COPS grant uh, uh, with final acceptance of the grant, 
to be determined during the 2023 operating budget process. Um, let's start then with a motion, Alder Abbas. Move motion to adopt. Is there a second? Second to adopt. All right, item eight is moved and seconded. We have one registrant uh, wishing to speak, Bonnie Rowe from District 11 in support. Oh, hello, committee and mayor. I will just keep this really short, but I wanted to thank all the sponsors, um, Madam Mayor, as well as President Abbas, Alders Benford, Heck, Lemmer, and Wahelia. Um, I am in support of this COPS grant to hire six police officers. We know that the needs are great for more officers and especially for a new team that would be dedicated to helping MPD improve on its legitimacy, trust, and partnership with the community. It's a great opportunity and I hope that you will all support it. Thanks for your time and have a great meeting. Thank you. Are there any questions for our registrant? All right, seeing none, it's been moved and seconded. Are there questions for staff? Alder Furman. Um, thank you, Mayor. Um, this question is for finance. The chart uh, included in the physical notes, sort of hard to read. And I just wanted a confirmation on our uh, the city's cost um, for, for the different years of the program. So not what the federal funds are, but what the city is. It's all kind of meshed together. Just wanna make sure that's clear. Uh, so the city costs are the match column. And so in 2023, that's um, a little over $69,000. In 2024, it's a little over 191,000. In 2025, that's 359,000, almost 800. Um, and then in, in 2026, it uh, drops down to 100. It's a little under $179,000. So that's the match over the um, period of time. I don't know if uh, Christine or Betsy want to add anything to that. And I guess my last question would just be, there's no change in our structural deficit situation as we discussed when we talked about the library at our last meeting, right? Uh, no, no change in that. Thank you. Thank you, Alder. Any other questions for staff? All right, seeing none, is there any discussion? Alder Furman? I don't, I don't think anybody would be surprised with what my discussion is. Um, this, this uh, as, as much as I appreciate federal grants, um, this still costs us money. Um, we have a structural deficit in our budget. Um, we have to make hard choices just even based on our current services. Um, the idea that we're gonna support additional um, uh, cost and additional obligation. Um, I just can't support that. So I won't be voting for this um, because I think it's a bad idea for us to continue to be adding cost to our operating budget. Thank you, Alder. Any further discussion? All right, seeing none, then uh, it's been moved and seconded. Let me ask it this way. Is there any objection to recording a vote indicating ayes except for Alder Furman. Alder Curry would like to be indicated as voting no. All right, so we'll, we'll record a vote of three to two. Uh, and with three ayes, that item passes. Just pausing in case anybody wants to object here. <laughs> okay. 
All right, so that's item eight, and then we'll move on to item nine, which is Legistar 69580, the first quarterly program and expenditure report on the American Rescue Plan Act state and local fiscal recovery funds. Um, Dave, is this you or Christine? Uh, Christine's gonna take us through a PowerPoint. Christine? Good afternoon, everyone. I'm just pulling it up. Um, so this presentation will provide a brief context around the American Rescue Plan Act state and local fiscal recovery funds, provide a summary of the program and, ex and expenditure report that covered all expenses through the end of the calendar year, so everything through December 31st, and we'll provide some next steps um, for the team looking ahead. So as a reminder, the ARPA SLFRF funds provided direct support to municipalities to address negative impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic. The city received $47.2 million um, that would cover costs going back from March 2021 through December 2024. Um, and reporting would be required through December 2026. The city received the first half of funds in May 21 and are anticipating the second half of funds um, in May 2022. Um, last spring and summer, the city developed a plan for how to use funding that split um, the award between community investments and government services. So the uh, resolution that authorized the acceptance of the funds included 22.8 million and community investments that focused on some key priority areas um, to address the immediate effects of the pandemic. And our funding strategy uh, focused on one-time costs and not addressing ongoing operating expenses. Um, the $24.4 million for government services addressed revenue losses due to the economic effects of the pandemic and was used to balance the general fund budget, avoid further use of fund balance and stabilize Monetaris and the room tax fund. Um, this is just a brief timeline of uh, May when we accepted the funds through the current period. So last May, Treasury issued the final, interim final rule, which defined the eligible uses for funding. The city received the first half, and our recovery teams uh, worked on developing proposals for um, the community investments. In June of, the, of last year, um, we introduced Legistar 65935, which laid out the overall strategy and plan, including the five priority areas, which we'll cover on the next slide. Um, in July, the Common Council adopted that resolution um, and also accepted a report on 2021 ARPA allocations. And we hosted several town halls to share information with the, with the public on how we intended to use the funds. Um, Throughout the budget process, um, we also included ARPA funds in the both capital and operating budgets that were discussed throughout the fall and adopted by the council in, 20, in November of last year. And um, just a few weeks ago, the US Treasury issued their final rule for use of funds that simplified some of the terminology and eligibility 
Um, and we also submitted our first program and an expenditure report that covered everything uh, incurred through the end of the calendar year. Um, just as a reminder, the community, the priority areas for community investments included violence prevention and youth engagement, homelessness support, affordable housing, neighborhood and small business support, and basic needs and emerging issues. Um, and the slide summarizes each of the categories along with the funding amounts um, ranging from 1 million to over 8 million in each of the categories. Um, so turning to the program and expenditure report that we submitted on um, last, uh, on the 31st of, of January, um, the report covered everything again that was incurred through the end, through, through the last calendar year and moving forward reports will be due each quarter. So um, everything expended from January through March, our report will be due April 30th um, and you can see the the dates moving forward. So moving forward, we'll be providing the Finance Committee with quarterly updates as well, shortly after we submit the report. In addition to the quarterly reports, we'll also be submitting an annual recovery plan. And this is where um, the Treasury is asking for additional detailed reporting on output and outcome measures. Um, we submitted the first plan that was really more of an outline and a roadmap of how we planned on investing in community recovery last July. And um, the next report due July 31st will um, have some more data points on um, who exactly we're serving through the use of funds. So as of December 31st, four of our ARPA projects had expended about $1.4 million um, in funding for community investments. So the projects that had expenditures included connection to basic needs, summer youth re-engagement, summer youth employment, and unsheltered homeless support. Um, so the table below outlines each of the projects, the total budgets that was originally allocated in the resolutions, um, the total obligations and expenditures for that program, and the total actual expenses. Um, so you can see that of these four projects, we budgeted approximately a little over $4 million and expended uh, $1.4 million. Um, and you'll note that not all projects with 20, 21 allocations had expenditures in 21. Um, staff teams are working on developing project charters and implementation plans to move forward with these investments. Um, I will note just uh, speaking with staff from other cities and looking at expenditure reports from other cities, this is pretty common that um, everyone is still getting up and running and uh, most cities have not made significant expenditures using these funds. Um, so the next slide just has a few snapshots of what the report itself looks like, and this report was attached to the Legister item for this discussion. Um, we had a project inventory that included each of the projects, um, the total expenditures to date, and a brief project description, which you've all seen through the various reports we've already submitted. And then there are further details on each of the subawards and subcontracts, so you can see um, for programs where we contract with a community provider, um, you can see details on exactly how much uh, each of these providers received. Um, so as I mentioned, uh, the next expenditure report will be due at the end of April, and um, the Treasury is slowly starting to introduce additional reporting requirements, and they've noted that um, the, that they will start requiring reporting on demograph demographics of residents served through ARPA, 
Treasury has not provided a ton of information on what exactly they will be requiring. So as soon as we know more about this reporting, um, we'll inform the Finance Committee and we'll present the report after it's submitted in May. Um, as, and also, as I mentioned, staff are working on developing project charters to more fully develop the timelines for actual implementation of some of um, for the projects included under the resolution and um, any discussions around reallocation or repurposing of funds will um, go through the Common Council process um, and future budget discussions. So that is the end of the presentation and I know several staff are with us today representing specific projects. Thank you, Christine. Are there questions for Christine or for staff on any other projects? All right, seeing none. Oh, Alder Revere. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you very much, Christine, for your uh, very helpful summary of the report. I must admit the report uh, in our packets was a little dense to get through as you can appreciate. So again, my thanks for the um, very helpful summary. The only question I think I have for you is about Treasury's final rule that, as you said, was uh, um, distributed just a few weeks ago, I guess the end of January. Can you please confirm, and did, what, did the final rule have any practical effect whatsoever on our already approved plan on how to expend the ARPA dollars generally. I know I presume that it did not given that, as I understand it, the final rule just provided um, local governments greater flexibility. I, um, I might defer to Dave on this one, but one of the changes was they somewhat clarified the language around revenue replacement. Um, at the same time, we are eligible it didn't change our eligibility to use the full amount of our award for revenue replacement. So there wasn't a material change to how um, the plan that we initially laid out. Dave, I don't know if there were any other uh, major changes that you wanted to highlight, but Alder Revere, you're right that it mostly clarified language and simplified a few of the requirements. I think that probably covers it well. The, um, there was some issue that we need to work through about clarifying um, use of the funding for construction of um, uh, congregate shelters to address COVID-19, um, which is not allowed under the final rule um, and was silent under the interim rule. So um, that that's one we may need to sort through relative to some of the allocations, but um, uh, it, that, that was about it. Otherwise it was, as Christine said, expanding um, flexibility on use of the funds and clarifying what they could be used for. Did you say construct congregate? Show, uh, thank you both, by the way, very much. Did you say, Dave, uh, construct or operate congregate shelters? I believe it was construct, but I would have to go back and look at the rule again. Okay. Is there, is this all too early to understand then what you're saying that it would have any impact on our 
our plan. I don't know. I see Jim O'Keefe is with us. I don't know if Jim is. Yeah, we don't believe it would. Add. We don't believe it would. We just need to, you know, be sure that we have the allocations and the correct um, treasury categories uh, so that they are elig you know, eligible under the rule. So we think there's enough breadth of um, enough breadth in the categories and the variations in the categories that that the plan that's been developed will fit into all of that. Sounds good. I appreciate that. So thank you both again. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Alder. Any other questions for staff? All right. Seeing none, let me just say thank you to staff um, and most proximately to Christine for Riding herd on uh, getting this report done, and also to Doria in finance, um, uh, but also to all of the staff that have been working on each of these projects. It's been a big project to not only get them underway, but also to make sure that we are uh, doing all of the reporting that we need to do and setting ourselves up for success with that. Um, and then, of course, another thank you to the president and to Congress for providing these funds to begin with. Um, this obviously has been made a tremendous difference um, to our budget and allowed us to do some projects that there's no way we could have done otherwise. So uh, we'll continue, I think, to see the positive impacts of these funds uh, over time, as Christine suggested, we're just getting started. Um, but I'm really grateful for the tremendous amount of work that staff have put in on this. So thank you all. All right, that's item nine. Uh, we have no other business on our agenda. I'd entertain a motion to adjourn. Move motion to adjourn. Is there a second? Second. Moved and seconded to adjourn. Is there any objection to requiring to recording a unanimous vote in favor? Seeing no objection, we are adjourned. Thank you all. Have a good rest of your afternoons.